BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ramble. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite podcast that comes out on Wednesdays, every Wednesday on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That was so good. We haven't done that in a hot minute. Do you remember? Was that my thing at the end? Yeah, because I couldn't Apple say Podcast, it. Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your no, podcast. I, Google Play is not I a know, thing but anymore. that was that was it's vintage. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm still back at the end. It's the archives. It is vintage. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome vintage. back to Pretty Basic. I'm Remy Cruz. I am Alicia Marie. If you are new to this podcast, um, let us know. Welcome to the fam. We just had our four-year anniversary. Delicious, my God. I know the ginger lime um pre-bo- pre-boyotic. pre Pre-boyotic. The poppy is delicious. I love poppy. Not sponsored. Uh, not sponsored. But please sponsor us, poppy. I did actually get sponsored once before. Did you know? Before they like blew up. And I was like, this strawberry lemon is the most delicious thing I've ever tried. I still think I like it more than this. But I, this one's really? good. I like the ginger one a lot. I like them all, honestly. They're delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just celebrated our four-year anniversary of this podcast, which is Insane. crazy. Because technically, then, we've been doing it for five years, right? Because we'll be like going you on do a fifth, year. Right? Okay, yeah. I mean, if you could go back four years ago oh, to shit. us recording the first episode, mm-hmm. what would you tell little Loshi? <laughs> I... I don't even recognize that person. Mm-hmm. I would say go slow. Don't worry about having to edit stuff. Cause in my head, I mean, we cut out every, um, every, like we edited the first podcast episode, like a first, like a YouTube video. Yeah. Also just for shits and giggles, y'all should listen to the first episode after listening to this just to hear the difference. Hi guys. Welcome to pretty basic. Wait, we should listen. We should. It's so wild i was telling someone recently i think i was at the hair salon i was just gabbing with the girl next to me and i was saying (laughs) sorry i have to interrupt yeah i feel like i if i didn't know you i would love to sit next to you at a hair salon (laughs) you would be the dream person to sit next to i became buzz with everyone in the salon they were so nice i love the girls that work there um and i was telling them like oh yeah my podcast uh with my best friend we just hit four years and she was like oh my god that was like before podcasts were like big. And I was like, there were obviously podcasts, but we were one of the first YouTubers to do a mm-hmm. podcast, which is so cool and crazy. And I'm just so proud of our little baby. If I could go back four years, I would tell myself to keep it shut. Don't say so much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone doesn't need to know every detail of your life, but that's okay. Cause we're here now. Specifically love life. Yeah, no, that was like kind of embarrassing. Have we ever said what happened in the beginning in the first couple episodes when I was being tormented 
The potential lawsuit? No. Oh. Was I almost sued? For what? Well, we were nervous about that dude. Oh, yes, but no. Um, <laughs> like, who was listening in the beginning? <laughs> no. Four years in? Wait. That was so sad for me. Can we talk about Sure. That? Wait, guys, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> also, what's funny about it is we were just, before we were recording, we were talking about how, like, you know, things bring up old feel like when you re bring up a story sometimes yeah. on a podcast, it can bring up like feelings and then you're like, Oh, you're not over stuff or like, you know, if, if I talk about like a friendship breakup, then like it re brings all those emotions out sometimes, yeah. you know? But so just the irony that we were talking about that, but we we have to. Okay. I mean you go off because I I mean, I fully obviously obviously have moved on from this, but it's one of those things where it's just like whatever even if like we get wine at like, yes. <laughs> I don't know why BJ's on a random, we don't go to BJ's. Have we ever so, been to BJ's I'm together? thinking of my mom. Like yes. my mom goes to BJ's, she gets like happy hour with her friends or like, you know, if you go out for like drinks with your girlfriends, whatever it may be. And you're like just hashing things out, just like talking about funny nostalgic stories or things that happen. Like you leave and you feel like a little bit, like almost put back in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what this podcast would do for me when I would come here and I'd be like over things. And then I'd talk about them and be like, oh, Maybe I'm not over it. Well, also one of our biggest inside jokes is like, he listened. <laughs> he listened <laughs> to Robin Hood. <laughs> okay, okay, you tell the story. Okay. You tell the story. So long story short, I remember Remy was talking to this guy. Like, honestly, you forget his name. He's irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant. <laughs> his name was but, irrelevant. But I would, uh, going back, I mean, I will say, I mean, here's the thing. If they listen to any of the first, like, gear or two years maybe um they all know probably right well i think i i think for you you know when you post things on instagram like hoping someone sees i that's yeah. how you were for the first like six months of the podcast because yeah. because you know said dude heard about it knew you were doing it like saw that you were promoting it so when the first episode comes out, I think y'all were on like a rocky situation when it first launched. I think the whole thing was I rocky. Mean, Looking I back, talks of red flags everywhere. We're blind. That was fine. I can't read. I can't read. Rose colored glasses. It was black and white. Yeah. Everything's pink. Everything's, Everything's pink. That's not red. That's green. Um. So, anyways, randomly, we're talking. We're you know we have the podcast. Da 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 da. I think you dropped like a little splash him you just mentioned like your dating life or something mm. in an episode mm -hmm. this guy comes out of the woodworks when i tell you the woodworks i'm telling you the it had been like two months of like not hearing anything from him i, I want to say <laughs> and he ref he texts you and references something you said on the podcast <laughs> and it wasn't even like the intro it was like at the very end of a 45 <laughs> and 96 i don't know like, like a full-on hour podcast and we were like this kid listened to this entire podcast we love the retention we, we love, love the ROI. Fan behavior and our favorite our the joke about it is because the first episode because when you launch a podcast even if you know it seems like it'll do good or whatever. When you want to have ads and work with brands, especially the first, first episode, a lot of brands are kind of iffy because they don't know how well it's going to do. You know, like we could have launched and it flopped. It didn't. <laughs> what do you want your legacy to be? It didn't. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm just being a little bitch. Um, no, luckily, <laughs> I don't know how to come out from that. <laughs> no. <laughs> You are Chloe. I want you to know. 
car. <laughs> I told Cal that old story. My dog. Yeah. Oh. Okay, sorry. Anyways, yes, if you come out and it flops, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Um, you know, the brands, you know, they're just weary to work with you. Long story short, so we only had one podcast ad on the very first episode, which was Robin Hood, which mm-hmm. was for like um investing. It's actually a really popular like investing. I'm gonna check stocks. mine right now. Yes. Point being, that was our only ad. So any basic, I don't even know if this is funny, but anytime we're like really drunk, sometimes you know we used to be like, oh my god, he listened to <gasps> Robin Hood. My Robin Hood is up, everyone. Late. While we're things we're giving are out up. all the promos, Poppy, Robin Hood. Yeah. Who else should we shout out? Who else do we want to work with? Um, <laughs> Ugg. If you want to see my shoes right now, I didn't. Well, I didn't think my feet were gonna show, and now I'm waving them in the air. But my Ugg slippers are fantastic. Did I tell you to get those ones or are those different ones? Um, You told me to get the platform ones and did you know they sent me PR? I saw that and I was so jealous. I've never been so jealous of PR in my life. I've never been more proud to get PR. Lauren messaged me. She's like, who's your contact? I was like, I don't know how, I don't know why, but they messaged me and asked for my address. You're like, hey, I don't, I don't know. Has the number. I'm just <laughs> I would never. No, that's such an LA thing. Like, we oh, this thing, I don't know. I'm like, bitch, just say it's from Topshop. We don't gatekeep. <laughs> yeah, it's $5 at Target. Um, anyways, yeah, if I, but truly going back four years ago, I would tell myself, I, I did treat this podcast. I mean, it got us obviously somewhere. And I think it was good because it was cathartic for me to talk about. Um, it brought us closer and I'm sure a lot of people listening resonated with whatever, whatever the fuck I was saying, couldn't tell you what it was, but I do, I am a little embarrassed if you Are go you back. really? A little, yeah, actually very embarrassed. Oh no. Um, I think it was good and it taught me to be vulnerable and talk about my feelings. Did I need to share it with the masses? Maybe not, but that's okay. No, you were just sharing it to me. Yeah, just In us. the blue studio. In the studio. But yes, our baby is four. Hope he's doing well, truly. Hope he's still listening, truly. Oh, him. <laughs> I thought, why did I think you meant Evan, the old videographer? Oh, him too. Literally the other, like, week? Evan? You texted <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, keep in mind, while we're talking about, for, for literally three solid years, we're talking about, like, like girl talk. Like, oh my God, he left me on red. Oh my like God. Like that type of shit. This Taylor Swift song made me cry. And our, um, our first producer... Uh, we fucking loved um she was just such like a, a cheerleader she for us so cute and the the guy who was a videographer his name was evan and he was so nice and i hope he is well but he filmed all of them and we, we always would be like poor evan has to sit through all of our shit he would be so nice to us we though. would be crying and he would just be sitting there like filming do you remember <laughs> yes and do you remember when emma came on pb and we were talking we we're like we need to find evan a nice yes! nice girl <laughs> all i want is for him to be happy in life i hope he's well i don't know if he's still working at ramble but if he is evan let us know i know we hey, miss you we, we may need uh help with the cameras <laughs> let us know we love you hope you're well um but, but yeah yes. that was an era ago it's just so crazy how time flies and like all the episodes we've done like hundreds of episodes now yeah in the past four years we've given a lot of advice but it's interesting because i feel like also obviously with age and growing older and wiser hopefully uh we've been able to give better advice as the years go on and we experience more of life but we figured today would be a fantastic time mm-hmm. to not only reminisce but also just give advice to the masses to to give people what they need and answer their questions and I hope you know this is unsolicited advice so we are not held 
liably, you know, responsible here at Pretty Basic. So if you are, you know, taking our advice, it's all on you, bitch. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> harsh way of saying. We, if you relate to this and take our advice, we hope it works out for you. If we it really doesn't, do. please don't, please don't, don't blame come us. us. Don't unsubscribe. <laughs> this is just how we would handle these situations. But we asked you guys on Instagram to fill out our prompt and we are going to give you guys some advice. Which I think this is the perfect time to say you should definitely follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Pretty Basic Official. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't we get Pretty Basic? Does someone have it? Someone had it. Rude. We should follow up on that. I know. We have the trademark. Slay. Advice. What would you do if you need more from a friend, but they don't take constructive criticism well? (gasps) I guess I'm trying not to overthink because I'm like, well, what's the more? What what more do you want? Mm. Like, what's the more? But maybe it's... Okay, so I think... My advice for this situation would be flipping it. And it's kind of like, instead of saying you're not doing this well, turn it on you and be like, hey, I need this. Mm. And it's not that, it's like, don't make it attacking them. Like if I came to Rem and was like, hey, you are a flake, blah, 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 blah. Instead of like putting her down, I think you can flip it around and be like, hey, lately I've been, um, you know, feeling this way, blah, blah, blah. I would love if, you could let me know ahead of time. So that way, you know, like whatever. And that way it's less about like you're doing this wrong and I could use this more. Or it makes me feel sad when, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't show up to things. It makes me feel like you don't care. I agree with that. I think that's a good way for you to mentally be able to handle it. And also it's just nicer on your friend. Um, But I also think that there's only so many times and so many things you can talk to someone about and ask them for. Like maybe your friend just is a flake and maybe they truly don't care to show up and like know that it means more to you if you don't flake, if they didn't flake. Um, So I think also just putting up a boundary of like, okay, well, I want friends who don't flake on me if I've already expressed it once or twice or three Mm -hmm. times that it hurts my feelings and it makes me feel a certain way. If they're not going to take that into account and realize that it's hurting me, then maybe that person isn't meant to be in my life right now. I don't think you should just cut it off cold turkey, but I do think like it's a matter of boundaries and things. And like, to me, we're just using flaking as a, as an example, but like that is a a matter of respect and showing Mm -hmm. up for someone. And if you've expressed it calmly and patiently multiple times, then maybe that is a deal breaker for you. And maybe you just, it's not going to be a good situation currently because you don't want to hold resentment for someone. Yeah. Or maybe they're not even like your bestie, but they're just a good friend, but Mm -hmm. you like have those boundaries. So you don't get let down every time they flake. Or if you just put them on the back burner of like, okay, so you know, they're usually flaking. So I will double book plans. Mm -hmm. And if they flake, then, then, then I'm going to go do my other thing. Or, you know, it's, you got to do whatever's best for you. Was that good advice? I think so. Hopefully. All right. Next one. I can't read out my glasses. Okay. (laughs) What would you do if you're seated with your fiance and your ex whom you're on good terms with at the same table at a friend's wedding? P.S. Love you, Remy and Alicia. Oh my God. Okay. I don't know where I heard this. It was from a friend and I have an ex who is married now. So there's been times where I'm like, oh my, like, I think this stuck with me because I was like, if that ever happens to me, good to know. Mm -hmm. And it, and and granted, I think the situation that my friend was in where her ex, I think she had kind of known the now wife. Like, I think there was something in there, but they were like, any, if you ever run into your ex like that, like always say hi to the wife first, like hug the wife first and then like him. And if you're going to hug, 
or like acknowledge her first and then him versus like just like hugging you know like oh. like showing that you like respect her that like you're acknowledging her and she's there and I was like oh that's so interesting yeah so I think just keeping each other in the conversation like obviously it's weird if you sit there and don't talk to each other like it's fine to talk but I think also just like being aware of like your significant others in this situation yeah I don't think it'd be an issue especially if you're on good terms with like if you were not on good terms with then I feel like that would be a little bit more uncomfortable but you can laugh and joke like you're engaged but don't flirt. No, no. Don't flirt. No flirting. There's a difference. Yeah. No, no flirting. No, of course not. <laughs> but I think you can just chat and be normal. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it'd even be better if you did know. Of course, you won't know until you get there, most likely. But if you're close enough with the bride and groom, maybe they've let you know. Like, hey, you're going to be sitting at the table with them. Mm-hmm. Then you and your partner can communicate beforehand. Like, hey, I heard they're going to be at the table. Just a heads up. Mm-hmm. Like, just so everyone's on the same page. But if not... You can be nice. You don't have to be rude, but you also don't have to be like sticking your tongue down their throat. You can yeah. just be like, hey, yeah. how's it been? Cordial, mm-hmm. calm, collected. It's weird because it's easy giving advice when you think hypothetically, but if I'm like, if I'm actually in the like position, like I'm thinking you, if you knew your ex was going to be there, like what would that talk be with Cal? And, and the ex and I are on good terms or bad terms? Like you're good terms, but you definitely like were together. Oh, I'd just be like, Hey, guess what? I heard that this person's going to be at the <laughs> table. so different. And you like would be like, else. no way. And we'd be like, yeah, that's so funny. And then we move on. Oh my God. How See, would you? I would definitely, I feel like I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I think I would be hyper aware of like every little thing. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, is she like trying to like, I don't know. I think I'd be very... I don't know. I think I would just be anxious because I'm an anxious bubble. I was going to say Cal's an overthinker too. Yeah. I think if the roles were reversed, he'd be a little bit more nervous. But I, I really think it depends like on the situation. Like if we're on good terms, then we're all buds. If we if we ended on bad terms and we're at the same table, then I would be like, hey, just a heads up. I heard that this person's coming, like just so we know. Yeah. Uh, and then I think when I would be at the wedding, then I'd be hyper aware. Yeah. But I would try to just get drunk and have fun. Exactly. <laughs> more wine. <laughs> more wine. Open bar. <laughs> Pretty basic. What would you do if you study and work so hard and still get bad grades? Uh, From Lita My Unicorn. We love, we Lita, love my Lita My Unicorn. Honestly, just find it's find a different way to study. Like for me and Ashley, we always worked best making songs up, which makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> so we would make up like like songs or raps or like whatever to like memorize shit and it helped so much so just find something that helps for you we're doing the bone dance you dance and you learn it again and again (laughs) i think um oh my god i just remembered a song oh my god i was in anatomy and physiology and there's a song what was it and i got a fucking a plus (laughs) (laughs) on that and it was like a hard ass question and i fucking knew it because i made a song and i forget it right now the patella the luxating patella. I'll answer for now. I would say, I mean, to be fully honest, I I studied hard, but not not super hard in high school and definitely not in college. And I didn't get the best grades. I did pretty adequately. Um, but I would say, I think for me, if this, with my situation, I was so stressed on getting into a decent or good college and looking back on it now obviously my life went went in a whole other trajectory than I was expecting but I think also um you know if you are studying hard and you're doing everything that you can and your grades just really aren't working out for you just like and I, I think try different tactics like Alicia said or ultimately at the end of the day 
Um, I mean, I think like there's obviously maybe college just isn't for you. Maybe you're going to have a different pathway that's not going on to college or maybe uh, you'll go to a community college and you can work on your grades there, whatever it may be. I feel like there's so many different options. And when I was in high school and also growing up in an Asian household, I feel like it was very much like you study hard, you do well in school, and then you go to a good college after that. But since then, like so much has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think giving yourself more grace and like at the end of the day, you are working hard and you're applying yourself. And that's, if that's the most you can do, then that's the most that you can do. I understand that it's frustrating if you're applying yourself and it's still not working out, but I think try and give yourself a little grace because you are doing more than enough already. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. We're doing oh, the bone oh my dance. God. You're dancing your life. How did you just find that? I see a blast cover cartilage shaft forming a new layer of bone. Bum, bum, blood vessels. Hey, body, the cartilage. I see a pass form. The office. Okay. Fuck. The, I forget. That was it. <laughs> How do you have that? I remember I made a back to school study tips video and I had it in there. So oh. I was trying to find it. Osteopaths cover the cartilage shaft, forming a new layer of bone, but on bump blood vessels, bite of the cartilage. That's like the ultimate example though, of just like memorizing. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have to, you, you should understand, but mm-hmm. like, I can't tell you what the Pythagorean theorem is. I can, but I can't tell I you can. what um, the quadratic formula is, but like, I don't know what to do with it, but I have it memorized. You know what I mean? Also, a lot of creative people don't do well in a traditional school setting. Like, mm-hmm. it is, most people are visual learners. And though I, I am so strongly about this just because, like, the schooling system, I feel like, needs a lot of help. Because not everyone can just sit with 30 kids and learn that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of it is memorization. Like, and I mm-hmm. got, I, I memorized enough and crammed enough to take the test. And then as soon as I walked out, which is not the way you're supposed to do no. it. But I know. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Next question. <laughs> what do you do if you're too nervous to try therapy for the first time, but know you need it? Oh, don't be nervous. You're about to be a whole new person in the best way. Mm-hmm. I think also there are so many forms of therapy that you can do. Like you can do therapy via chat. Journaling. You can do it or or like, but if you want to actually see a therapist, like yeah. you can do it via chat. You can do it via phone call. Like if going in person and seeing someone face to face is too scary, which I totally understand. And it's like a whole new level of vulnerability that you don't normally mm-hmm. have in real life or on the day to day. I think start with like chat, work your way up to the phone and then maybe you'll work your way up to like a video call and then maybe up to in person. Also, it's kind of like dating. You have to find someone who works for you. So I feel like I've met some people throughout my life who are like, I tried that. It didn't work. And I'm like, okay, you tried it with one person. Yeah. It doesn't mean it didn't work. Also, it's kind of easier to tell a stranger things because they're so unbiased and like they don't know people and there's been certain sessions where I feel like I'm just talking to like a friend, like mm-hmm. updating her on like, well, this person did this and da, 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 But then they're trained to like guide you. So if it's like super awkward and quiet, they're going to be like, okay, well like tell me more about that. Like they'll guide you. So it's, you don't feel, don't feel like you have to like go sit and like pour out your heart to someone. Like yeah. you can also work up to like, you don't have to tell them all your deepest, darkest secrets. You can like wait until you trust them. For sure. There needs to be a lot of trust. I feel like that you build up with your therapist mm-hmm. before and when we're open people in general, I know, but it still takes a long time. So mm-hmm. I think, um, figure out a way that works for you where you feel comfortable. And I think chat is a great way to start because then you feel like you're just chatting with the computer. All right. Next one. What do you do if you had no friends and didn't know how to make friends, but were lonely as an adult making adult friends is so much harder 
than like being in school, I feel like. Yeah. But I will say I I think I like making adult friends more mm-hmm. than school friends or growing up friends because you're in such a little bubble when you're growing up and like all my friends from home were like from my elementary school, middle school to high school, which is fine and I love all of them, but as an adult, you have so many more options to meet people. And what I would say to this is I think find a common interest. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I meet so many people at like workout classes, at, at a bar, at parties, like put yourself out in those situations where you might meet people with common interests. Like I met um, one of Kelsey Kreppel's friends, oh, yeah. mutual friends. And I went to, to lunch with her the other day and she's so nice. We had so much in common, but I just met her at a birthday party. You're so good at that. But I'm the opposite. Kept, really? Oh, I'm so shy. So it's like, I but, she loved you. Oh my God. Oh, she was, well, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I agree. Also when you're in school, you're kind of forced to be friends with those people. Yeah. Where when you're older, you can have more of a say. Yeah. But I, especially for people who like move to a new place and like, you just don't know anyone, it is really hard, but I think you're so good at it. Like we'll be at soul cycle and someone will compliment you. And the next thing you know, you're like telling them, you're like, Oh my God, we blah, blah, blah. like you, you find <laughs> common interests really quick with people, mm. even when you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. Cause you always look at me and you're like, Oh my God, she's from this place. Or you're like, wait, that's so cool. Like little things like that, where I would just be like, Oh, hi. <laughs> Interesting. Well then the, maybe that's a tip. Find common ground or find someone who makes friends or that too. <laughs> that too. But I think like I've met so many friends in like random places, like just chat people up. I know it's hard and it's easier said than done, but I think just, like if you really like Pilates, then obviously you'll meet someone at Pilates who that's already one common interest that you have. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, wait, you also like Pilates. Oh, but you also have a dog. I have a dog. Yeah. Like things like that. Mm-hmm. Agree. You have a wiener. I have a wiener. I have a ween. Okay. Uh, what would you do if you feel like you're 10 steps behind your friend's accomplishments? Wow. This one's a hard one. I think knowing everyone has a whole set, like accomplishments, there's like a whole scale of different, like to you, they may feel like huge things, but then to your friend who has those accomplishments is probably looking at you thinking, well, at least you're already graduated. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard for us because I think a lot of people would look at us being like, oh, you've accomplished so much, but I'm like, yeah, but at least you like are graduating. You have a family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think it, it is hard to just not compare. And that's obviously what it comes down to is just not comparing yourself to other people. Um, Or I think even knowing that comparison and jealousy are normal human reactions and it's okay to feel that way. mm -hmm. I don't think you should let it eat yourself up if you're able to, but I do think it's like, you're going to naturally feel that no matter what, if you do like, like you and I even together, like we have accomplished so much individually but if you really put a side by side like there are some things that I've done that you haven't done and some mm-hmm. things that you've done that I haven't done um even though people would look at us and be like oh they're very similar yeah so I think it's like remembering that everybody's on their own path um yeah I have friends who have babies and I have friends who have like done more in, my, in their careers and like just knowing that I'm on my path and things are going to happen for me when it's time to happen for me or they might not happen at all because mm-hmm. it just wasn't meant to happen to me Um, but I think like there are times of course where I feel like, oh, like I wish I had that or I wish I had done that or wish that happened to me. Um, and knowing like, okay, well that's normal. But then reminding myself it'll happen in due time or it might not, but that's okay. Versus being like mad at myself for being jealous or mad at myself for comparing myself. I remember, I think it was an Instagram post or TikTok or something, but it was saying how like jealousy is just an emotion. Like Mm -hmm. you were saying, and when you're jealous, it's not a bad thing. It's actually cool because you can tap into that and be like, okay, you're never truly jealous of someone. 
like it's not about them it's you internalizing that you're like wow they have that and I don't yeah so it's good to like self-reflect and be like okay why am I feeling jealous right now because it's not about them are you jealous that they are driven are you jealous that they have been able to travel like figure out what it is you're jealous about and that can actually tell you a lot about what you're like wanting in life but it's not about them like it where I feel like society is like like suppress yourself feeling jealous yeah. they teach that you know yeah for sure what would you do if he reaches out to you and apologize for everything he did to hurt you <gasps> i mean i left him on red when he did that <laughs> <gasps> thank you next next but I, then but then my psycho ass was like waiting for him to double text me like, <laughs> i was like he's obsessed with me and then yeah i think in these situations and i think in so many dating situations and this is what i tell everybody and what i tried to tell myself back in the day is whatever you're gonna do make sure you just do it for you mm -hmm. like if you want to leave him on red that's completely fine but if you're you weren't doing that for yourself you were doing that mm -hmm. in hopes that he would double text oh, i did you. that for my ego exactly <laughs> but like if you really were like I see that. I appreciate it. I don't, I don't feel like I need to reply. Then you would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But, or if you want to say like, Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you. Or if you want to apologize for something back, whatever it may be, just do it for you and don't do it for a response or any sort of action from another person. Yeah, no, I was sitting there with my hands folded next to my phone for a month. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, but yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. No. Wait, do tell, let's go into that a little more. Oh no. Just out of the blue, I get a huge text. That's a like, novel. I'm so sorry. Like you're someone I owe an apology to. I feel like um, I've just been going through it lately. Da, 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 da. Like a novel. Okay. <laughs> fucking. I was. How like, did you feel when you got it? Oh, I felt like the fucking bit. Like I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like I have the power back, which is so stupid. But I was just like, oh, like it validated so many feelings. But How long after was this after your breakup? This was. I don't even remember. Was it like a long time after, or like very soon after? I think it was a hot minute after. Like years? It, no, it was like months. Okay. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, yes, yes, we got it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to reply. But then I kept being like, oh, I hope he'll text me again. And then I was like, Alicia. And then did he ever text you again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Same just, thing after? I'm just, uh, less of that. I think that was the only like, novel sorry, yeah. sorry letter that I got but I was like after it was just like a what's up long time no talk yeah I guess so I don't know it's so we it's so weird I'm just giving the listeners what they want oh thank you yeah <laughs> I think um okay wait, actual I don't advice. think I've ever gotten an apology yeah you did I did yes you did Remy <laughs> you, bla you blacked some shit out let me tell you I said no he never apologized did he well no actually <laughs> a phone call oh that wasn't an apology no you're right you were the one who was like he said sorry and I was like he did not say sorry <laughs> that is what happened That's what you were like yeah he was really sweet he said sorry and I was like Remy Cruz I heard that and he literally was like oh oh I guess that was shitty that was his apology to you and you're like he apologized I was like that is not an apology oh my god well Trauma. Look, looking back I still stand with what I said do it for you yes. do it for you <laughs> Okay, next. <laughs> Advice on subconscious anxiety and reacting based on anxiety, not on the situation. Mm. This takes a lot of time and just experience of going through it, but I think I've gotten to a better place where I can differentiate between when I'm 
having anxiety and when I'm just anxious. Cause you can be anxious about a situation. Like you don't have to have anxiety to be anxious about something. But if you have like general anxiety, that's just like a constant state of anxiety. And unfortunately I think that just happens when you have to deal with it a lot because then you start to realize like, oh, I recognize this feeling. I'm hyperventilating a little bit or I'm like extra like in my head wondering if these people hate me. Like this is anxiety versus, oh, I walked into a room and, and people stared at me. Like I got anxious in that f- thing. However, I can rationalize it's because my shoe was untied or I don't know, some rant. Like, yeah, you can rationalize it more. I think for me, I know my triggers. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I know I experience very bad anxiety. Like after a night out, I come home and I'm like, everybody hates me. The next morning, I'm like, I did something stupid. <laughs> I fell off the table. Everyone hates me. I said something obnoxious. Like I start to spiral after I go out. It's been better lately, but for a while it was every time I would go out, I would, I, I think it was also like not going out during COVID and then overthinking yeah. my actions. So I know, and now I've been able to talk myself through it. Or sometimes I'm like, Alicia fucking hates me. So the next day I'll text her. I'll be like, do you hate me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. I'm, it's funny <laughs> hearing you say that. Cause I've never once like it felt that ever thank god it's not in the moment though it's the next day yeah and so then i'm like everyone hates me and then now i'll just ask people or i've even gone to the point now where i'm like you're in your head you are in your head it's fine it's fine people don't hate you people don't hate you and then i'll usually forget by the next day Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like one of my triggers my other triggers like as we all know feeling like not like feeling trapped Mm -hmm. so if it's not those i'm able to kind of rule it out and like try and be normal but do you know like what triggers you specifically oh gosh I mean especially if I ever have like way if I'm extremely tired oh my god my mind is a wreck my mom's oh. the exact same way so I'm always genetic like when I'm really exhausted my anxiety is way higher and mm-hmm. I love my sleep like that's one thing about me I'm like I love 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 my sleep and I always notice like after I get a night where I've like actually been rested I'll be like oh my God, I was just tired. No Mm. wonder I was like spiraling Uh. crazy. Like, or like being scared, like, you know, just like being scared or on edge or like that kind of stuff. Um, If I'm on my phone 24 seven, I will start overanalyzing like, like anything where I'm like, oh my God. Like, and, and it's so like social media just does that in general. Like you'll see a friend post something and I'll be like, oh, they're talking about me. But I'm like, no, you have no, my therapist told me, she was like, what's the like actual proof, the actual hard facts you have about this yeah. that like, did you do something to this person? Like, no, like, but you got traumatized by that one. Bitch, bitch. I did, I did. But it's hard though, because I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like also some, I feel like some people like exaggerate things online for content. So they'll, makes me sad. they'll be like, um, damn, like people are shady, blah, 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 blah. You know, like people post that type of stuff. And I'm the one person which I'm like, they're probably not talking about me, but I always like internalize it thinking they are. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's just, that's a trigger for sure. But then I always am like, oh my God, it's about me. And then I'm like, Alicia, just, if it is, then if, if it actually is, then that's on them to come and talk to you. And that's helped me a lot. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then I'm clueless. I think also, I mean, in my situation, if I were to come to you and I was like, do you hate me? And you're like, yeah, you said this thing last night. If that is becoming the pattern, then that's not just anxiety. Yeah. That's like, you actually are not being a good person. Yeah. So I think it's like weighing, but since you have, and anybody I go out with is always like, no, you were fine. Oh my God. And I'm like, now I'm able to rule it out. Yeah. So I think base it on that to this yeah. person. What are the facts? What always are the facts? W A T F. What are the facts? Slay. Pretty basic. Uh, what would you do if you can't get over your situationship? Ooh, that's weird. 
That's suspicious. That's weird. That's weird. That's suspicious. I mean, I can go off. Go ahead. I would say situationships are hard. They're just, they're hard. I feel like there's no navigating it. And also everyone is, every situationship is situational. I know, it's so different. But I do think generally, I mean, the biggest struggle that I had with mine was that I wouldn't, it's so hard because like you convince yourself whether it's like, oh, they love me or, oh, we're going to be together or like, oh, we're not together. Oh, like we haven't talked in a few months or like whatever it may be, or I'm being breadcrumbed or, you know, whatever it may be. I think um, let yourself be, try to be as real as you can with your feelings. Mm. And I've said this for years, but I think really throughout the situ- situationship, um, I think ask yourself, like, is this what I really want? Is this what I really want? And we all lie to ourselves. But once it's over, I think be really real with yourself. Like really take a step back, look at everything, look at all that happened and be like, okay, well, shit, maybe I, you know, maybe I did lie to myself. Maybe I wanted to be with this person. Maybe I swore up and down with them. I didn't want to be with them. And I wanted to just fuck around and find out. Um, But, you know, maybe I really did. And like that was doing myself and that person a disservice. So now I need to work on myself and kind of like pick up the pieces and realize like, okay, so now I have to get over everything that I lied to myself about and get through that. I think relying on your friends is really big and talking it out. Um, But I think the sooner that you can admit to yourself that you wanted more or what you wanted will just make the whole situation fly by quicker. Because Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like for like, how long after was I still lying to myself? No, I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that until one day I was like, oh shit, like obviously I did. Everyone saw it. Obviously I did. And then once I saw that, then I was like, okay, well, that was shitty of me. And then what they did was shitty. And then like, I was able to move on from there. Um, I would not suggest, I do suggest actually, I think like going out and dating and meeting new people. Um, but just know it's going to take time. I think also to allow yourself to heal. Like, I don't know if I would jump right into it. I feel like I jumped in way too quickly with everything, uh, right after. And I didn't give myself enough time to like I feel like I was trying to find new people while still figuring out how I was feeling about everything. Or like to find someone else to erase the other person. Yeah. But I, I, yes, I, this is, it's so funny cause it's so weird being out of it. But like when you're in it, I think you're so blinded, but I think one thing that can help is instead of again, do you see those like, um, divine femininity, like um TikToks and stuff yeah. where it's like it's not they don't want me it's I don't want them like like honestly make a list of like okay if he doesn't like talk to if he hasn't talked to me in three months that's unattractive like you don't like that so flip the narrative and instead of feeling like oh like they don't want me I'm not good enough for them I'll never find someone be like actually like this guy was not the best he literally like didn't give me the time of day and I do deserve better and I know that's so hard I know it's so fucking hard because even when you're in it, you're like, okay, this is the best I'll get. But it's like, it's not like, oh my God, it is not. It's not, <laughs> it's not like babes. You, my friend recently was like, oh my God, he drove from Orange County just to get drinks with me. And I was like, that is, that's, that's the, the bare minimum, babe. And, but that feels like it's so much yeah. because it's like, whoa, he drove from Orange County all the way yeah. here. Um, but it's true. It's like, don't take it personal of like, oh, I'm not good enough. Flip it around and be like, I don't like this about him. I didn't like this about him. And in my next relationship, I want this. And I think it will be easier if you do get out and date soon to like be in that right headspace. I do think that's good. I think allow yourself to heal and then jump back into Mm -hmm. it. But situationships suck. But I will say 
after being in a healthy relationship for three and a half years now, it gets so much better. Oh my God. So, and just like, no one deserves a situationship, honestly. At the end of the day, when you really, you're like, oh yeah, I'm down for that. Some people really do want it. And I totally understand that. But I do feel like there is just so much better than a situationship for everybody. But if you want it, you want it. And that's totally fine. And I love that for you. Slay. All right. What do you do if you're in your best friend's wedding, but you do not think they should be getting married? Girl. I was trying to think of a funny thing to say. Um, I think that you support it no matter what. You support your best friend. I think if I was in this situation, let's say my sister's getting married to someone and I don't think they should be getting married, but she's my sister and I fucking love her. And it's her wedding. You know what I mean? I would make sure I had at least one intentional talk where I voiced my opinion as her sister. Like this is best friend status, sister status. Like, yeah. You're in the wedding. You're, you are the maid of honor. You're yeah. like, I think you do have like a role to play of voicing your opinion in a very respectful way and in a way that isn't going to be like, oh, this is a, means a friendship breakup. This yeah. means I don't an ultimatum. like- It's not an ultimatum. It's also like, I would be like, hey, Ash, here are my feelings. If you like take it for what it is, if you're still moving forward with this wedding, and I would do it like obviously not the day before the wedding, you yeah. know, like do it yeah. like early- and then that way when the wedding comes along and let's say she says, thank you, but I'm going to marry him anyway, then at least I can still be happy for her on her wedding because it is still her wedding day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I know peace of mind, like I said what I wanted to say, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be a sour lemon like the entire wedding. Like Absolutely. I think that's important. Like, like respect them and be there and be happy for them. But also make sure you've said you're in a very respectful way. And also- you might think that they're not meant to be together, but you don't see what happens behind closed doors. You don't mm-hmm. see like that bond they have. Like maybe you could be wrong. And it's mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's worth ending a friendship over. Unless they're like a actually person. a douchebag. Yeah, and like visibly to everybody. Um, and it requires like a bigger talk. But I think if you're just like, you have a weird inkling, you're like, I don't know. Like you have that talk with them respectfully. If they choose to still go forward with it, then you support the hell out of them and you're there decorating and with the bouquets and everything like that invitations whatever maybe that a maid of honor helps with I don't even know but you help with everything and then if it does go south then you're not there to say I told you so and you are there to pick up the pieces I'm there for your bridesmaid hold your veil hold your dress you gotta pee divorce papers I'll hold the paper like whatever it is like I am there yeah I do think this is a really hard situation no one wants to be in this situation but in the end you have to remember that that is just your opinion and they can listen That's or my not. Opinion. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's true though. Next, what would you do if you got ghosted by your boyfriend or best <gasps> friend? BF, I would assume boyfriend. I think boyfriend. You know, Jason Derulo did this to Jordan Sparks after they dated for three years. Honestly, that would, that would hurt me really bad. <laughs> like really, like really, like if Cal fucking just goes. I was you, just gonna like abandonment like for issues. Jordan Sparks. Like we were on the same trajectory as Cal and I are. If I came home. And he was just gone and never spoke to me again. Wait, I would first seek therapy. A friend just told me a story where something like that happened to someone they knew. The guy was like, okay, cool. I'll see you. And then just dipped. <laughs> I think truly if I were to go home and Cal were literally be gone and never speak to me again, I would seek therapy. Yep. I would cry a lot. And But I really do think, I think that I would, 
I, I would obviously want to know an answer and I would, would want closure, but I could honestly go home and be like, that's on you then. That's not on me. I was me. just going to say, I think me a few years ago would have taken it all so personally. Yeah. I think now I'm like, damn, you're that much of a coward. You can't even tell me. Yeah. Like it's less about they left me and it's more about, damn, you're that. You, you literally can't even send a text. Yeah. Not even, no, you can't have a comp. You need no, a conversation. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. but like nothing like, damn, you are not the man I thought you were. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, again, we both would be sobbing. So yeah, no, I would be heartbroken and so sad and I would want closure, but I, I, ultimately I would know like, okay, then it's a them thing. Yeah. That's on you. And I at least deserve a conversation oh, yeah. here. Um, so yeah, I think that's what I would think of just like, you deserve so much more than that. Um, but I would definitely seek. I block his number. Block his number and enjoy your summer. Soleil. Next question. What would you do if you don't fit in? Girl, no one fits in. <sighs> yeah, it's true. Last night when I was at the Harry Styles concert with TK, I was like, oh my God, we would have been friends in high school. Cause like we went all out. We had our shirts. We had, and I was like, this reminds me of spirit week. And I was like, actually, you're too cool for me. Like, you would have been too cool. Like, I was such a nerd. And she's like, no, I really, like, I know. And I was like, no, you could do a full in gymnastics, you know, like, like tumbling. I was like, no, like, you were cool. And she's like, no, I really was. And I promise. And I was like, no, same. Which, like, I feel like people, see, like, to her, I'm like, no, there's no way you were probably so cool. No one ever does that to me. They're like, oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> like, they see it. They're like, oh. <laughs> I'm like waiting for someone to be like, no, tell me. Like, <laughs> I mean, the guitar photo. I know, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> um, no, all jokes aside, honestly, like no one is cool. No one fits in. Like everyone, feel, everyone feels like a little outcast, you know? Mm -hmm. I think there's some people who just fit in more with like, like they seem like they're in with their friends. Fake it till you make it though. But I also like find people who you do fit in with, like find people who do fit your quirks and weirdness and like who laugh at your jokes. Like if you're cracking jokes left and right and no one's laughing, find people who will laugh, like yeah. find better people. I don't know. I think school, I, I'm assuming you're in school just cause you, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like once you graduate, you just don't give a shit about like fitting in. Cause you just find people who you vibe with. Next question. What do you do if you have to work so hard towards something and once you get it, it's not what you thought? Oh, realize that's life. Mm -hmm. That is life. Such is life. Life, life. Life, life, life. Welcome to life. Yeah. I mean, I think the first time I really recognized that in my own life was with subscribers. Mm -hmm. It was like, and this was the time of YouTube where like subscribers was everything. But it's like, oh, once I hit 100,000, I'm going to be happy. And then you had 100,000. It's like once I hit 250, once I hit 500, a million. Five million, like it never is good enough. No, but also at the same time, it doesn't fucking matter, and it all feels the same. And I think that's when you put so much of your identity and value of yourself into those goals. Like, oh well, I'm gonna, you know, hit a million subscribers, or I'm gonna get my doctorate degree. Like what? Like I don't know. I feel like there's just different things where it's like you think once you get it, you're just gonna have this like aha moment, and it's always. The journey there, I know this is so cliche. It's always like leading up to it that's so much more rewarding. And like, I don't know, it's, it's just idolizing it. Even like, I've done that with like weight. I've done that with subscriber numbers. Like yeah. even, um, I've like done that even with like trips. You know what I mean? Like being like, oh my God, it's gonna be the best, it's gonna be the best. And then I'm there, I'm like, oh, like it's fun. But We're like here, it's here. In, my, in my head, it was just so romanticized. Um, I have a friend who I've known for 
almost a decade now and they're at their dream, 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 dream job that we've been talking about since 10 years ago and they're not happy. Mm-hmm. It's just not what they wanted. It's all this like a uh, letdown of expectations. Yeah. So I think once you realize that that is just how life is, you are able to kind of slow down a bit more and enjoy the way on the way there you can still celebrate of course when you get there and there are certain times where you like you are really excited yeah and you should be um but I think that like false level of expectations is what sets us up all for our sadness after totally I mean that's what really what it is um so I think like celebrating the little wins is a really good way to you know pep it up a bit on the way there and I think also just remembering like now I know if I hit two million or I don't even know how many subscribers met whatever it may be when I, if I hit the next milestone I'd be like that's awesome but like I don't care anymore mm-hmm. now I'm at the point where I'm like that's cool and it's something to celebrate but it's not I'm not putting all of my worth into that anymore. yeah next one what do you do if you are not sure if a guy likes you back but shows signs of liking you Ooh, bitch I don't know <laughs> um but sh- if you're not sure, if I, I I have I have I think okay. a good one. I think if he likes you enough, you will know. Mm-hmm. I think he could just like you, and I think they could just be attracted to you. But is it enough? If they're not making it blatantly obvious that it is enough, then it's not enough. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of like saying it. Mixed signals. Oh wait, what do you mean? Like I like some people would be like him that you like him you know what I mean and I'm like I would never yeah I mean I guess my personality yeah I think uh if they're making it obvious enough then you'll know and I think yeah it it also depends what you want like I'm assuming that if you like a guy you would want to probably be in a relationship with them or you would want something more um but if they're not making it blatant because men are very black and white then it's it's not enough for a relationship and if that's not enough for a relationship and a relationship is what you want, then it's not enough. Yeah. I feel like I'm speaking in a different language no, right no, now. No, no, no. Or if it's just, if it's chill and it's like, okay, well, he's not making move, like just enjoy the chemistry. Yeah. Flirt a little. Have, well, some, have fun. some fun. Have some fun. Slay. What do you do if you're scared to start dating but don't want to die alone? Well, you can get another dachshund. <laughs> um, you know. Are you scared to date? I think I used to be. Now I'm not so much anymore. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I used to be like, so like crippling anxiety about it. Now you feel better though. Oh my God. Yeah. But I just know more who I am now. I think it was a confidence thing for sure. And now you're more more open to dating again. Yeah. But I'm just like. Not enough. I think in my head, it feels like a, I need to change my mindset because it feels like a chore. Ah. like especially seeing how many like first dates my sister like has done or like whatever but I'm like okay but now she's like with someone who like she and or like you like you have to kind of put in that time like I get that and I feel like I was never in that right headspace until now to do that I feel like it also it'll flip I don't even know if you necessarily need to work on the idea of it not being a chore one day you'll wake up and just be like okay like yeah I'm in the mood today yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think you have to like work towards that yeah but sorry you're scared to start dating but don't want to die alone what advice do you have dating is scary in general I think I mean my ideal situation is like a friend of a friend or like like in person meeting someone versus the apps the apps just like I just fucking hate them but also I'm not opposed to them so I think like also a huge step is just like putting it out there to your friends of like 
oh, like I'm single. Do you know anyone? Like, like that type of stuff. Even if it's like as a joke, like just getting it out there and like speaking it out, I think is huge. And you don't even have to like start dating anyone, but just putting it out there that you're like, oh, like who could you see me with? So like, you know, or if your friend knows, I, I feel like that shit happens all the time. And people are like, oh yeah, I didn't think of anyone until I thought, I don't know, like just get out there that way. I think also treating dating like you're just meeting friends mm -hmm. because the basis of a good friendship or good relationship is a friendship. Exactly. So I think about like, I went on a date with this guy a few times and like he and I are buds for life now. Like yes. we're buds. Yes, you we are. We didn't hook up. We are just buds. And I like, I think he's cool. Yeah. And like now I have a friend out of that. So I think that it's good to just treat it like you guys are, like you're just like meeting a new person to maybe be friends. If you are friends with them, sick. If you get to date after, even better. But if all goes wrong and there's no chemistry, then like, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, like it does, you don't hit it off with every person you meet to be your friend. Also, you're not going to die alone. I know it's such a joke that we all say, but like, you really aren't. You really aren't. And by your profile photo, I think you look young. Like you really aren't. I promise. Even if you were older, who cares? I remember being in the Nobu bathroom when I was drunk and there was this woman who came in and she was also drunk. She's like, it's my 50th birthday. And then she's like, I had a baby when I was 46. Like I met my husband at 42. Like I took myself. And I, the reason why she met him is because she I already said this story, but she went, she took herself on a honeymoon where she wanted That's to go. Right. She met friends who were there on their honeymoon or something. And they were like, oh my God, you need to come meet us in London sometime. Cause she's like, oh my God, I work in London. She goes and meets them in London. They have a best friend. Now they're fucking married. Like that shit happens. It, it, it will happen for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I also do think that everybody has many soulmates. It's not just one person. Yes. So we don't need to get hung up on one single person. All right. What would you do if a boy that I thought I liked asked me out, but now I'm not sure if I like him or the idea. Ooh, okay. So this is a situation of like, you want what you can't have. Yeah. Or like once like you can't have them, the you're chase. like, mm, I don't want them anymore. So I don't know. Like, did you actually like him? Did you not? Or maybe you do. I don't know. I think also give it a chance. Obviously there was a general attraction for you to like him from the get go and then go on the date. And if there's no spark or chemistry after, after the date, then I think, yeah, maybe you like the idea of him. But if you go on the date, like you might be surprised. Maybe yeah. you'll be, you know, pleasantly surprised by the chemistry or pleasantly surprised by the conversation, but you won't know until you get there. Oh, what would you do if you're not in love anymore, but too comfortable in the relationship? I think get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's you're doing a disservice to both yourself and your partner if you're staying together with someone that you're not in love with anymore. Also, you're at least aware enough that you're comfortable in there. Like most people are like so in denial about that. Like they can't even reflect and be like, wow, I'm not like, this is very self like aware. Mm -hmm. But I think if anything, like, like, do you really want that? Do you want, eventually you're going to break up. Okay. And then you're going to look back and you're like, wow, I wasted six years of my life. Or you're going to say, wow, I wasted eight years of my life. Yeah. Or not wasted, but like point B, like if you're stuck in it, I just feel like it's all on you. Like, I think inevitably when you break up, you're going to find someone else or maybe not. And you'll just find self-happiness, which is amazing. And I think whenever you bask in that, you're going to be like, I could have had this, whether it's a relationship, whether it's just being happy on your own for so much longer than you had it. Mm -hmm. I think also currently right now you're comfortable, but I think comfortable very quickly turns into resentment. Mm -hmm. So I think um, before you even know it, if you stay in this, it's going to turn ugly quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think while you're comfortably, while you're comfortable and hopefully while you can, you can amicably break up. And I think like it starts with a 
big bomb dropping conversation. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's like a one-time conversation and then it's done. I think it's like a lot of conversations leading up to a decision, but maybe also there are ways to like re-spark the love. I don't I was, know. I was just going to add that part in there. I do think like you don't always feel like you're in love, especially, I'm not sure if you're married or not, but like love is just like, it's not feelings. Like you have to like choose to love someone too. You, like, have to, you also have to work at you it. You have to work at it. So like, I don't know how long you haven't felt like you're in love or maybe you really know that like this is done. If you know it's fully done, then like you just need to get out. This is on you. Yeah. Um, And that's not fair. But if you, if this is like the first time the honeymoon vibes are off and now you're just like, you know what happened yeah i'm like you gotta put in some work yeah i agree well thank you guys for submitting your questions i hope we did answer them okay to help with you guys <laughs> i think we did we did pretty well i would say i would think so too I b hope. plus maybe i would give us a b i guess an a, a-, 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 a-. minus okay <laughs> thank you guys for listening to pretty basic don't forget to watch us on youtube check out our channel and keep listening to us on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to the podcast we love you so much we'll see you next week bye, bye.